Okay, tonight we're going to try to finish up at least some of the main questions. I'm picking the ones that will serve as a chazara and the focus on the sugyas we've had thus far. We have many more coming, and then I think we'll get to the Marmachemist tonight. Uh, not tonight, then on Monday, Mitzvah Shem. Uh, this Sunday we're going back to Shevtim, to Yiftach, which happened to co inside the first sugya there with what we're discussing in the Shevavim. So, if you weren't here, you're invited back. Let me uh, begin, actually, with what you were asking. So, there was a Cheshem um, Ishbet aspect to the mezuzah. A lot of people don't know this, and it's usually, unfortunately, a fight, because just somebody's caught off guard. You're moving out of Yismaisa you move out of your apartment, you're renting, you're moving, moving out of your house. And one of the few areas in Shulchan Aruch where not only is there a din, you can't take the mezuzahs, but there's an Indian apinister, which is brought down, and that's what's really behind the din. You are machay of the house. Okay, if it's a din in the house, and no one's living there, then well, it's not your problem, it's chayv Adar. The guy's moving in. So that doesn't explain the din. But the inyan nister does, and you can't take the mezuzahs, unless... He's coming right now, not later today, next week. Usually it's always a story. I'll be here in a few hours, a few days. We're doing... You've got to be taking them down. You've got to be putting them up. Something very close to that. If you're doing major work, and it's going to be multiple bizarian, and you're doing painting, and the akum there can't control it, then once you have a head to take it down, if they're starting pretty soon, or you won't be able to go back, then there's what discussed, but there's a shaila here. The bigger shaila, and that's unfortunately sometimes a misunderstanding, is after they paid who knows what for the house, is that he wants to get paid for the mezuzahs. Understandably, a house could have $1,000 worth of mezuzahs, could have $2,000 worth of mezuzahs. It's money. The fact that he just sold the house for a million and bought another, okay, but still money. And there are some places, I hope, where the houses are nowhere near a million. So what do you do? So the maskana is not so partial you could demand payment. It's your chiv to keep it, and he could say, not my issue. It's not a very nice neighborly thing to say, but the guy buying is not going to be your neighbor. I know that for a fact, usually. So <laughs> it doesn't really... Uh, uh, again, it's good to have a good relationship, but what do you do? So I encourage the buyer to pay something, and I encourage the seller to understand that once you drive this mezuzah out of the showroom, Lahavdul you're not going to get the same price. Whenever I use that muscle, and I always use that muscle, they always start asking cashiers, but it's not the same. The car is a sticker price, the whole thing. This should get better with age. It happens to be they don't get better with age. They start cracking. So the dimian is actually not bad. La habdallah, la habdallah. And you think you um, paid good money for it, and you did, but uh, he doesn't necessarily like your pick and your safer. And your, he said, okay, I'll pay you something. Good mezuzahs. I'm not interested in paying the retail you paid. I was discussing that they just had that situation. This is all the time. This is very common. He told the seller to ask whatever. A lot of people just don't know the din. Right. So he has ended up, he's getting the sellers picking up mezuzahs. I don't know who's paying mezuzahs from a gamach. So if you live in Muncie or in Brooklyn or Lakewood or wherever you are, the gamach is heavily used after that. I'm finished speaking to them and say, look, I'm not coming for a while. We're not doing construction. I'm not ready. I don't want to buy your mezuzahs. Go to a gamach. Hope to have enough. 
I don't know how much I've sent a few people to the Gamach. They should be holding 3,000 just to cover. This is 20 times a day in Munzi. I don't know how they have enough businesses. It's a built-in problem, and there's always a misunderstanding. So tell your friends and neighbors that this is the din, and then Yanama Pina, so you don't want to start up with that. So the application over here is bizarre, because last night we were stuck between either a Slivneiver to get him a mezuzah if he's living with a shiksa, or a Slivneiver if you don't get him a mezuzah. And there's a, you know, Pashitas in each direction, and Abiyashav holds the mice, you should, if they're actually co-owners, Nebuch of this house or apartment, they're both Shutzim, then Ashkenazim don't have to, because the Shutzim of the guys, Fardim do, Ashkenazim like the Yamachmer of the sheet of the Grah, but already that's already a specs faker, then you don't have to. Now, if you mean over here, it would be a very simple case, unfortunate. You're moving, and you have somebody to sublease it, or somebody's buying it, the family's buying it. And it's Mr. Uh, Stanley Schwartz. I hope nobody listening has that name. It's a beautiful Jewish name. I uh, pick Stanley instead of Shalom because I hope it's not whatever. I do understand. Uh, <laughs> Just got myself in the hotter water here. So Stanley uh, comes in with uh, his wife. Uh, his not his wife, but his. Um, this is this is sticky for the video. But he comes in with the lady who is the co-owner of the house, the co-signer, and um, they ask him, uh, "You an Ashkenazi?" My name is Schwartz. What did I say his last name was? Schwartz. Schwartz. I didn't hear Schwartzbaum. Okay, we're, we're getting somewhere. So uh, he's probably an Ashkenazi. So Schutzfuss according to Ma Potters, so for two thousand dollars you could probably take him as especially with the sheetas that hold that as far as Ashkenazi, they should be putting him as up, it's like a base mole of Orozar and Soya. So that's already a Khesha Mishpa two thousand dollar Shaila, and unfortunately the Shailas are not uncommon. You just gotta know you gotta know who's buying, you gotta know uh, What's going on? Who's taking up the next rental? They don't always come in a paint to bring all the workers knock down walls between rentals. So you have to know who's coming in. You have to do an exhaustive investigation to find out she's Jewish, she's not, who's Magaya her, before they change the system. And so after they change the system, you have to ask so many questions. But if you find out, then you've got to do something about it. And uh, at least you'll have enough information now to ask the Shailu. That's number one. Number two, we mentioned the... Um, medicines and the supplements that were trafe. So one of our listeners called me today and they said that uh, they have a need for cod liver oil. It's one of the popular products. What they're claiming it does, what it really does, but they, you know, that's one of the popular ones. There are enough medical people who claim it does something good. So cod is kosher. Cod liver oil is treif, certainly midurabanan. It's dugan below simanim. The classic dugan below simanim is just the oil. And the chashta raisa. And if the company is not that reputable, whatever else they're making there, I'm not sure everything's bottled. You know, fish oil, fish oil. You mix uh, 80% cod, 20% something else. I don't know if you're going to know the difference between. Okay, more reputable company, hopefully not, but it's dugan below simanim. So, one of our fine doctors. Um, sent in an email. He's not the one that's the Shaila, but he, he mentions, of course, theoretically it could be kosher, but they have kosher brands. So to say already, he was telling me last night, the doctor who got me his information, that if you get a prescription, it's cheaper than off the shelf, and that's why people ask. So that's, that's where that's coming from. And then there's the perception, misconception, I'm not commenting that 
this national burn might be better than the other stuff. If it's cod liver or it doesn't, it's not too complicated to make. You take the fish, you squeeze it, you wash your hands very well before you come to the best manager afterwards. And you have oil. So how bad can the kosher brand be? This particular shayel said they're having a problem. It doesn't come small enough and whatever. They're having issues in taking it. It's talking about Simanim. His medical opinion, uh, didn't ask him, but I didn't mention his name, Bidafka, but you know who it is. His medical opinion is it's not going to be a situation where this medication or whatever it's called is need for a life-saving category. But it is important, and the shayel happened to be using it for something important try to get a kosher version, and if you absolutely can't, uh, then ask a shayla, but it's a serious shayla, it's at least shayf medalbon, and it's atil dechshash deraisa. Next, we are talking about the bagats, and uh, the isser of going to our coast, and it's a shayla, shayla's holds is a big and the issue in America of going to our coast between two from Yidin. So, this following shayla came a few weeks back, and it's very typical. Just be aware of this. This is really tell your friends about. I've seen this many more times than I've seen it left out. Put it that way. Come out all the boilerplate contracts have this. This one, particularly interesting, is that it was an to Shaw. So I had a paragraph subject to the jurisdiction of Tel Aviv uh, court. Uh, but Turkish common law, British law, whatever they have to make up on the spot. And that's all, sir. And that's a beautiful ending to the story. It just goes to show you that part of the sugya has been all along, from the beginning, the Lifneiver and the Chiv Tochacha. And when there's a Chiv Tochacha and you don't do Tochacha, it's not necessarily Lifneiver. Some place can hold it is. If you could have given Tochacha and maybe done something. And as we said many times, most people just have this mamish, this misconception that Tochacha is not a get anybody. Based on the Chazal, that we don't know to give to Chol, but that's not true as we spent a few weeks on. And you have to know where, you have to know how, you have to know who the best person is, uh, but if nobody else is around, if you're not going to have a 51% chance of succeeding, that doesn't potter because I don't believe anybody ever had anywhere near a 51% chance of succeeding. We'll take a Mira Mutsi as long as the odds aren't heavily against you. Somebody called Mir Tisrael, who uh, is one of our listeners, I think the next morning. Yeah, he's not up now. No, he's not. Uh, but he's, he's pretty current, and he said he was doing work on a site in some nondescript uh, town. And, um, and the guy went in his backyard. This happened two days ago. I was in his backyard, and he's doing whatever malacha you can imagine in Mishnaya Shemitah. He's doing it. Nebuch. And he's, he was watering, he couldn't figure out. He said, just rained for a week. The guy's watering his plants and watering his crop. And he was a friendly guy. He offered some, he wanted some, of, the, offered some of the vegetables, like never ba'iser, okay, never shamad, svichem, whatever. So he politely declined. He just felt guilty after all the sherem we had. He said, he didn't say anything to him. As a fry, as Israeli doesn't know, not yet for him, but like doesn't... Does he, has he heard of Shemitah? Yeah. And the newspaper he reads probably have editorials railing about the Haredim who keep talking about Shemitah and ruining the economy. We all know the Haredim ruin the economy. The only small little problem is, is that the Haredim are actually fueling the economy. A small difference, but Lieberman does know the difference between fueling and, um, and ruining, and you know, his English is not that good. Uh, I say that because that was no to a statement he made two days ago, and three days ago, and four days ago. He's got a new one every single, um, every single day. 
So um, he's looking at him. It's just horrible to see. He's uh, pruning and he's doing whatever malacha. Like he's watching him. He's chasing mishnayos in his head and watching as he's doing all these malachas. But he walked away. He didn't say anything. He said, well, "Was that allowed?" I said, "It's a good question." He doesn't know the guy from Adam. He happens to be doing work nearby in a building nearby. And he's looking at that. And the guy saw him and says, oh, you want? I just grew them, fresh, whatever. So he said, no, it's a uh, chazatreif. And uh, he didn't say that. He just uh, declined. I told him, I said, the, to stop pass a guy in the street who's doing malacha and shemitah is like passing out the street who's doing malacha on Shabbos. We don't stop every Israeli who's not yet from and, and start telling him. If you drive to an neighborhood, we would say it's Shabbos. We really appreciate it. Say it louder or lower or whatever. But... We say something, otherwise we don't stop, we never get anywhere. I said, if you had the opportunity, if he came over and offered you some strawberries or whatever he was offering you, then you could probably die. Said, I'd love to take, but I can't. He's probably clueless. He said, why not? He says, I'll take out the bugs for you. Oh, you'll take out the bugs. That's different, so what's the first step anyway? So he takes out the bugs, if that's not an easy job. And then he has an opportunity to tell them why he's not eating it. Shemitahs, I know you don't know, but just the record, it's not all or nothing. This is, a, this is a great example, and it just happened. What he told me about the rain. He said, it's pouring here the last week. He could tell the guy, he says, you're pruning your this and that. I'm not going to talk you out of pruning. This is your garden. This is, it looked like it was his whole life. Like, you know, the guy's put around the garden. This is, he's doing all Shemitah Nebuch. He has nothing else to do. He could tell him, and that's a good expression to start with here, by the way. <laughs> so, what are you going to water them for? Another block of that... Nimsa Kula, it could be as watering as Taka Bachalabatala, and it's not even a shame watering if it's overflowing. <laughs> okay, it's a Shailah when you have the Shlak on Sukkis. Okay, but it could tell the, it's, it's a Pesach. The guy offered you something, he said, Oh, good morning, how are you? Uh, I, I can't take it, a Shemitah. That would have been an opportunity, but I fully understand why most people just want to get involved because there was no Shaykhs over there. That's not less than 51% chance he's going to succeed. That might be next to zero. And then so you have to know what you're dealing with. If you say it nicely, it never hurts to try. I, I remember I was standing in the apartment. My father had a guy doing some uh, fixing the washing machine, I think. It was a hot day in Rehovot, and my father wanted to give him, a, you know, give him a glass of orange juice. He said, want orange juice? He said, sure. Well, Hebrew. So my father brings them, goes to the back, gets a yarmulke, and gets orange juice. Not coming without a yarmulke. And he's going to make the brocha for him. So he says... Um, Here's the oranges, by the way. I'll just take a minute. I have a yarmulke. I'll make a bracha for you. He says, Mazel yeshli kippah. He starts going like this. He puts the kippah on. He says a bracha that would embarrass any Ashkenazi. <laughs> I was staying there. It was a, it was a pella. He was like, insulting. like, Why? that's fine. He understood. My father said, how in the world are we supposed to know most people walk around like that? Oh, no, he wasn't wearing tzitzis. We didn't see a yarmulke the entire time. You could wear a yarmulke and we don't... Okay, so whatever Sairaz, but he makes uh, brachas. That's a beautiful ending, but you have to try, and if he understood you were just trying to help. He wasn't insulted, he just said, oh, I got my own, I know how to make a bracha. That's fine. But that's a good ending. It doesn't usually end like that, and we'll just make the bracha for him. You've got to get your own shakal, and uh, you'll make a bracha, and he'll just say amen. He doesn't say amen, it's not makif. So, got to keep that in mind. Getting back to the bagats. So, this takes place in Eretz Yisrael, and I started mentioning we can make more of a Roshim than we think, and everybody is afraid of their own shadow of um, the political climate, and they can't tell me what to do, and religion is a very private thing. Everything else in politics, everybody screams and yells all the time and does nothing but fight all day. You bring up religion, oh, it's a very private thing, I'm very insulted you brought up religion. 
was a little upside down. Every Nairish Kaitan Ba'ilam. You know, I have a Havamina. I'm happy to say I didn't know that this Sunday there was a non event that was happening in this country that um, is a um, um, waste of time for us and for them. Actually, it's very good if they just stay preoccupied on that. It's better than the things we had in Ukraine. Let's put it that way. Um, I see you're all clueless. You don't know what's going on this Sunday. A Sunday is the Novishir. I continue Shaitan. That's the big event. Is Russia invading Ukraine? Uh, is Russia invading Ukraine? So I, uh, yeah, that's a bad country actually to use, but they deserve Okay, whatever. Not that they don't deserve this invasion, whatever. Probably we discussed on Shabbos. But um, the pogroms in Poland and Ukraine, and uh, you know, we, don't, we don't miss. And if they're running around on the field, that's probably good for us, but it's not good for us to be involved. With that, so I didn't even know it was coming, and I'm happy because I usually don't know unless somebody calls the Shaila, and I got a doozy of a Shaila that we're not going to talk about on the video. I apologize. You can ask me about the in Pesach. Uh, <laughs> but I think I'll maybe well Shabbos, we'll think about it. But it was, um, it was quite, a, quite a Shaila. So that uh, I said, when is this coming up? They said, this Sunday. I said, okay. So uh, we, uh, we dealt with it. So people, I don't know if you ever, hopefully you don't deal with this in daily life, but there are people who for weeks before, during, after, will scream and yell and jump on the table and get all excited. And, and uh, you're voting, yeah, yeah, it's, you're, you're a fan over here, fan fanatic, we discussed that. Um, when I finish with that word, yeah, uh, we'll get, uh, I'm going to get into the Russian translation, but there's a lot to say on that. Uh, so I, uh, I asked Sadiq what the Russian was, and you'd be very surprised. So, uh, that's, that's coming, but it's, it's even a bigger Musavar than the original, original version. But Lamaisa, they're screaming and yelling, everything says normal. You mentioned about religion, oh, I don't want to get, that's too uncomfortable. I don't want to get. <laughs> that's what, whatever's important to you, you get passionate about, and you debate. And you don't have to be so embarrassed that. With that said, you try not to step on people's feet more than necessary. I saw your hand up before. Um, this is a great example where somebody was more than not timid and he got a lot done. And I'll tell you what the case is. Yeah. I just, the Rose been talking about the Bikats. I have like an idea about it. I don't know 100%. Is it, is it like. The Bikats is the Supreme Court, the Israeli Supreme Court. It's, it's Supreme Court, like American Supreme Court, or it's Stickle trying to be like a Sanhedrin? No, no, that's a different problem. That, no, that would hala, I don't say halavai, that would create its own issues. But that's all, all, all we need is the minister of religion being in charge of the Sanhedrin. You, you see the godless, by the way, just now that you're mentioning it, a lot of people, if you don't know the history of it, you see the godless as each year passes, each day, you see the godless of the Briskarov and the Chaznish and the battles they were fighting in the 50s. See, Mamish Chacham Adav Minovi. Rab Chaim was fighting this battle in Europe, they brought it up. By the world Zionist God, they brought this up in Europe. And Rab Chaim wrote one line is Manorah HaChutzpah before the state of Israel. Can you imagine the godless of people? I'm sure there are people then who said, What's so bad? Have Sahedrin? Can you imagine? That's Sahedrin being in charge of a guy who's like uh, quasi from and probably, not probably, doesn't have his Ashkafa Sahayim exactly right side up, to say the least. And he'd be in charge. Prime Minister appointed him. He's now in charge. He's, he's now the Russia Sanhedrin. I mean, <laughs> it, it's the godless is that we kept our independence. We don't have elections. We just have Gedeon. We have a Shulchan We have a. They saw all that coming sixty years in advance. It's just it, it's humbling. To, the next time you want to argue with a Dastali, they understand they probably are seeing things a hundred years in advance. Not probably. They definitely are. It's just it's scary. So the Bagats is 
the Supreme Court down, every court, and no, they're not trying to be Zanjian. They're trying to be just Jewish enough that they do some Turkish common law, British common law, some American they're leaning toward, and they, they borrow here, and then some Talmud just to make it sound Jewish. That's worse, not better. That's Magala Panim Shalek Halacha, and you just uh, confuse everything. So you can't just take, uh, it's religion's about one thing, it's about you can't take and pick and choose whatever you want. That's, uh, that's what they're doing. So, anyway, He's buying a deer in Eretz Yisrael. It's a great story. It happened recently. He's buying a deer in Eretz Yisrael. And it's a big company building it. The CEO happens to be Shama Shabbos. The guy's not tea. That's important for the story. And this consumer, I gathered from the email, he's American, uh, is buying it and he's going over the contract and it gets to that clause, which I would assume, unfortunately, is in there, that any disputes and any other resolutions and everything will be subject to Tel Aviv court, uh, whatever, and this Azar, and, uh, and that's it. Not only no bench in a based in, it's under the jurisdiction of the secular arcos. And this guy um, called one of the attorneys, and he said, that's in there, we're not changing it, and then he gave the notice after all months and months, could have been years of established, he says, I'm pulling out of the entire deal. I'm not signing such a contract. That got their attention. And the CEO is a firm guy, I don't know how learned, but, you know, it's a little Shabbos, he said, what's the problem? He said, we have a firm guy's buying a dira, it's expensive stuff, and he doesn't want to sign it. They back and forth, and back and forth, and they had a board meeting, and they took it out. Took out the whole paragraph. So this was sent to me by somebody he was consulting with, and so I asked him, and he asked the same question, why don't they just put it now that it's out, that disputes will be handled by based in plenty. He said he didn't want to push, he didn't know if that worked, but at least it's not chazer treif. He's signing something that's not false. Unfortunately, the, the, the peril of the story is you would think a little guy there is a humongous company. Say, he's going to make a ration, they don't need it. And they got a lot of people buying apartments. Well, apparently, again, helped that the, the CEO was, uh, was a Dutch fellow, but shows one little guy. And he changed, he now saved everybody out of Averis, I'd be as gold said they, whoever's buying from this company. You, a person has a lot more power than that. If it didn't work, he's willing to back out. He meant it. It wasn't a bluff. Can't sign the whole contract. The contract says we are. Contract basically is like saying, and the partners, the buyer and the seller, anybody involved in this contract is agreeing with Monsanto Chazer every Tuesday. That's what you're writing. You can't sign the contract. What does that have to do with the apartment? Nothing. Okay, this has to do with it. We understand why it's in there. But it's a paragraph in there. You can't sign such a document. You can't sign a document. You don't pay Ribas either. This is in 98% of the documents that you sign every day. Just understand that. This is not the first time I've seen this. It's the first time I actually had a nice ending. So I asked him, no, he got that far, why isn't he put in the Shabir from Basin? He says he didn't know if you could push that far, they're kind of traumatized from this whole thing, but it's a big company selling thousands of units. Do they have another contract or just that person? No, they took it out. New for you. Uh, again, Lieberman doesn't know this yet. If you see him, you can tell him. We're fueling the economy. More than right for the people buying up at it is us. It's from people. All right. So they know that. So they're not interested in the guy's making sense. But he's right. He's like, it's pushing. He's just like most people say, yeah, you know, the Friday society, you got the bagaz, what are you going to do? But that's the whole point over here.
You shouldn't throw up your hands so quickly. You could do something about it. I had this I was saving already had a couple of weeks back. This is from January 26, actually, when Ms. Parham. I had a case two days ago where it was in Muncie, New York. And the good people, regular contract. They asked me to look it over because you never know what's in there. They know from experience. And sure enough, I know what I'm looking for already. So there's a lot of legalese in there. So I quickly flipped to page four, and there's a paragraph. And this is subject to jurisdiction of Rockland County. No, it isn't. Not between two from people, it's not. Crossed out the entire thing. And Kleisol Steiging, they will mask him. <laughs> yeah, this is a, you can't, two from Jews can't go to, can't subject themselves to the courts in Rockland County. So, you're signing something that is um, a zia fatera. This is a pretty serious. And most people say, ah, what are you going to do? It's a boilerplate contract. There's all that. This is not how lift either. Well, he's going to sue you in that court. You, who, who, you signed this thing. House purchase? This is a house purchase. So if you're buying from a guy, it's not going to work. But there's no issue about a guy. <laughs> buying from a Friday? In this market, if you're buying it already, you're already spending $9 million. So that means somebody won this bidding war. So it's you. So he wants to sell it to you already. No, he's not going <laughs> to. So, uh, but it's a very, there's a dim without a chilek. You can't, uh, happens to be with a frayid. You could take him after if you get Rashus. If he's not one to go to Basin. But two from people? I took it, I looked at the contract. The whole thing took me a minute and a half. I, I know what I'm looking for. And I just made a note. I said, you got to take this out. And they took it out. There was no, there was no dispute. So um, anyway, it was, a, it was a beautiful ending to the story. So if you are about to um, buy something, just uh, take a look at the contract. Next, we go on to uh, hockey. So this I mentioned uh, quickly after Mincha, the day I got it uh, a week ago. So I wanted to expand just for a couple of minutes. So this was a, um, what do you call it, Benazmanim? Midwinter is not Benazmanim, right? Lahavdal? I don't know if that's, Benazmanim has a Maseira. Uh, midwinter is a concession. Uh, so uh, at least I don't have it this coming Sunday. That could be, otherwise, I don't want to be vacationing if Chassel is an invasion or something like that. I don't want to be uh, doing that. And as I mentioned, everybody went south to Lakewood, so it worked out well. Um, some people admitted that that wasn't the case, but I didn't understand what they were talking about. So um, he has his son's home, and he apparently is good at hockey. He said he's a goalie, professionally, not professionally. He's not, I know the guy. He's a fine Bentera. He's not a goalie. <laughs> not, there aren't too many from people in professional hockey. As a matter of fact, I don't think there are any. Not a very, uh, they, they get into a lot of fights. It's a pretty uh, violent sport. It's not as bad as a boxing or wrestling, but it's, uh, whatever. Not very uh, from, um, in terms of, but he has a, whatever, his league there, he does for exercise, he's a goalie. And uh, his sons wanted to go, this is good coach of fun, go to a nice cold ring. I love hockey for that. No sneeze issue over here, it's freezing in there. So uh, he wanted to know, can he go, he has access to one, can he go with his sons, and they're just going to shoot the puck around a little bit. And uh, he wanted to know, is that a problem of possible chavola? He's a long-time listener of Asherim. He served Asherim about tackle football and about basketball where if father's going up for a shot just let him shoot don't foul him even if it's a slight red mark that's a problem so uh, a lot of kids understood that a lot of kids said I'm going to lose I said this is your first lesson in life real mysterious nefesh for basketball you're going to lose to keep 
Uh, stay away from Minister Deraisa, which is a chi of Nisa if it's done Benezid. And by the way, it's not so posh that kids have tried to argue it's only Beshagay. I said, your hand moved accidentally as he was going to the shop. Did your hand move accidentally when he's standing 10 feet away also? I think that's absurd. That's not a shagig. You hit him. He says, well, I hit him. Yeah, I hit him. But it's just, it's a part of a game. That's not, this is not a zera. If you foul somebody, you're hitting him. That's pretty serious. So on top of the mazid aspect, Chazal have a You can't even take out a splinter. Because <laughs> you might cut too much. You all take it out splinters in your kids. How much? It's not a major operation. You prick a little bit, there's some blood, you prick some more, and then you get a tweezer, you sterilize it, and you take it out. What are Chazal worried about? Answer is, you might prick one time out of the, you know, if you remember doing it, you have to like do it a hundred times <laughs> until you get very carefully, and the kid's screaming, you have somebody, the other parent holding him down, and uh, you go. So with a father, you might go one more time, he doesn't care, he wants you to do it. Chazal said, don't do it unless you're on a desert island, and nobody else to do it, and he's in pain, so then you can do it. It's not a lest you might cut too much on a splinter, Koshkan on a regular operation. So, certainly basketball, when you're sort of climbing shagig, but you really hit him because he's about to get the shot, and you don't want that. And uh, I'm not convinced it's a shagig, that's a problem. So, here, so it's a wise question. I asked him back, I said, Well, are you going to get hurt? Aren't you wearing padding? He said, I got lots of padding, but. You'd be amazed because in real games, the guys are good. He said, my sons are not that good. The guys are good and that puck is, velocity picks up as it's going, it's, it hurts. And then go between the padding. So I asked him, is that like Lahavdil the Nace by David Amel's pebbles that went through the armor of Goliath? Or is that like really going to happen? He said, no, it happens. It's not happening all the time. Most of the time it hits the padding. But I've had a couple of bruises and okay, um, it's all part of the game. Yeah, 100, 100 miles an hour. Is that pickup speed as it's flying? No. How heavy is the thing? Yeah, maybe... Okay, maybe we bring one in tomorrow. No you look like you're... Uh, <laughs> I forgot, I forgot we have somebody from the NHL sitting here. Yeah, no, no autographs, please. Let him, he just made a bristle. Well, leave him alone. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're going to stop believing me. On, on so, uh, <laughs> Speaking of blood, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Lamaisa, he told me that it hurts. It, it can make a bruise, but again, for keep it up aim, that was the Shaila. So I said, I don't know what the demarcation lines are and the thing is, but why don't you just, instead of shooting from mid-court or whatever they call it, just have them move back another 20, 30 feet so that by the time it gets to you, it's not increasing as it goes in flight, so then the impact will be... He said, that's actually a good idea, and they're not such good shots in the first place. I hope they're not listening. If I was listening, I hope he's not listening in the family room. Uh, he's, they're actually very good. They're good kids, um, but uh, it's just, uh, you know... Uh, Benel's mom activity, and they stand back, and would Chazal answer this, lest it go through the thing? So he let me believe, Gabriel, uh, you can argue or, 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 or bring a raya, he led me to believe that it's, it's not a common occurrence that it actually hits a spot that's not covered, and he said, these guys don't really know, they, they want to spend some time with their father, so they're on skates, and they're shooting it around, so after hearing everything, I told him, That'd be cool that they could just stand back a little bit and shoot away, and I hope everything was okay. I didn't hear back from him. But he was worried about Livneva. His shadow was Livneva. I was worried about Chavala and the father. But should he put him in a like this, or should we do something uh, more tame, like um, paintballing? 
That was a joke. Uh, <laughs> so, at point blank range. Okay. Uh, the last one, which is uh, probably the most uh, serious, they've all, they've all been serious, and I'm going to leave out the name, you'll understand why. I've left out the name by a few of these already. And uh, we'll raise this now. You should have enough information to know what's at stake over here. So let's begin. A friend that I haven't spoken to in a while reached out to me this week. He's no longer from, unfortunately. I invited him for Shabbos, and he said maybe he'll come for a meal. And now his question is, is this Lifneiver or not? And we discussed case like this at length. We discussed Rosh Hashanah Zalman's view. Moshe is very against it. Rosh Hashanah Zalman said, if you can get them there before and you have room and there's a decent chance or a good chance or some chance they'll stay and you're going to clinch the thing, there's no other way to do it. And then Rosh Hashanah was extremely upset repeatedly that the one hetero he gave with all these provisos became like an international just uh, slam dunk once we're on hockey already. Uh, different sport. That there be some dal pashura. Shlomo said it's mutter. Shlomo said there are mekilim more mekel than Shlomo Shlomo was in the middle. He said try to avoid it, then try to avoid it next time. It's circumstantial, depending on what the chances of success. The only way to do it is there a chance he'll stay. How strong is the schnapps you're going to serve to make sure he stays? Is he coming before Shabbat? There are a lot of things that go heavy chont. There's a mile over here, uh, but you need a bed and you need a room. Uh, and Ramesha is even against that. And there are others who are who are more makal. So the problem over here is this particular case, the reason I picked this one is because this particular case unfortunately has a big chisarn, but it also has a maila. The chisarn is, he's not a tenek shenish, but I didn't read to you the whole email. It's clear, he was in yeshiva many years, and he knows exactly what's going on. He's not a tenek shenish. So that already, a lot of the cool is based on the fact that uh, what he's doing in Shamayim is very serious, but it's lighter in the fact that he's really an honest. Here he's not. So that's the chasarin of this case. The maila is, is that a person like this, quite often the reason this happened is unrelated to religion. And it's not, nobody had philosophical kashas or like a, and sometimes he just, years later, he can look back and he's older and more mature and he needs love and he needs somebody that is an old friend that could do wonders. And if he snaps back, it'll be very quick and much more, come out, guaranteed. Even though Gemara says somebody's from Kiva to Paka Paka, but that's only it's harder to get through. Once you snap back, the Raya is the 0 to 60, your average Israeli. The reason, that even if he had no Sheikhs, he knows how to read. Very well. He's heard the concepts. He's been taught a lot of typhus about the concepts. Everything's been negative. But once you turn on that switch, he knows a lot. And she knows a lot. And this guy knows a lot. So unlike the Israeli, where the jury's still out, whether what the level of tension is, as we discussed at length, he's not a tension So that's a big chisarin in looking for kulas over here. The maile is, maybe Shalom would say, if you just make the relationship, show him you're doing it once, and tell an Khan and try to convince him and have places to stay and serve schnapps and everything else, then perhaps there's certainly a, a Shiloh to ask on a case-by-case basis. Okay, Mitzvah Shem, we will start the next part of the sugya on Monday.